Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one radiant page of Talmud each day. And in today's page, Bavakama 105, we learn a very important and sadly not very popular lesson. Have a listen. Rava says, The sages said that a Nazarite who shaved his head as required but left two hairs uncut has done nothing and his obligation to shave his head has not been fulfilled. So a person who takes a Nazarite vow must shave his head. And here's Rava telling us that even if the person skips two hairs, two single, measly little hairs, he has not fulfilled his obligation. I mean, really? It took me no more than a simple Google search to learn that the average person has between 90,000 and 150,000 hairs on their head. Thank you, Internet. Which, if you do some quick math, means that two hairs is something like 0.001% of the total foliage we're working with. Which means that the man taking the vow shaved off 99.99% of his head. And that's not enough? To most of us, reasonable and rational moderns that we are, this may reek of, what's the term I'm looking for? Oh yeah, religious extremism. Only a fanatic, a total zealot, would look at the would-be Nazir and say, sorry dude, you did not meet the requirements because here we expect total compliance. The very sentiment offends our modern sensibilities. And that's precisely the point. To us, the view from the 50-yard line is always best. We're praised if we acknowledge both sides, if we see many shades of gray, if we understand nuance and subtle differences, and we're taught that compromise is the supreme value, the art of the possible, the sublime practice of foregoing stark certainties and settling instead for milder alternatives. This is what makes life complicated task that it is go on. On today's page of Talmud, the rabbis pose a radical question. What if we're wrong? What if compromise isn't always the answer? What if there are situations and cases that require absolutely no compromise, not even on 0.001% of the difference? And this, mind you, comes from a book, the Talmud, that is the furthest thing from rigid and unbending. The whole thing is a record of arguments and disagreements and disputations, of interpretations and leniencies, of fostering nothing more than the ability to contemplate a question from every conceivable angle. Which is why it's so moving to see the rabbis today remind us, a reminder we sorely need, that there's another side to this coin as well. That there are principles, and that some principles aren't fluid. That some moments in life call for being either all in or all out. No exceptions, not even two hairs. That some things are either completely right or completely wrong. These are not just lofty philosophical discussions. These days, no sooner does someone do something terrible, rob an innocent person, say, or kidnap a child, then someone else rushes to provide some sort of moderating explanation. Sure, stealing or kidnapping or killing is wrong. We all know that. But consider the circumstances. Maybe the thief suffered from systemic poverty or systemic racism or any other systemic societal ill that can explain away at least part of why he or she would act in such an abominable way. 
Or maybe the terrorists suffered from oppression or occupation or any other geopolitical condition that can excuse at least some of the vileness of his action hurting innocent civilians. We call this kind of analysis smart, and we train and praise and reward the men and the women who offer us these complex, intricate analyses. And when someone, like a pundit or a politician or even just a friend or a neighbor, speaks in clear, stark terms, good versus evil, right versus wrong, we're quick to call them a blowhard, a simpleton, a bigot, or worse. We shouldn't. As the rabbis remind us today, a system of justice that has no fixed points isn't much of a system of justice at all. If we cannot point to some situations and say, "Uh uh-uh, we're not compromising here, not even on 0.000001%, because this is just plain wrong. We're not being clever or sophisticated or merciful. We're being amoral, because morality, alas, begins and ends with rights and wrongs, steely and unbending. Here's hoping we can keep that in mind. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you are really going to love the new book just published by me. It's called How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, Surprisingly Modern Advice from a Very Old Book. You can order it now at your local bookstore or directly from the publisher through the link in this here podcast description or through that big online store whose logo is, you know, a smile. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You could get your Take One t-shirts and mugs and other swag at tabletstudios.com and you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. <laughs>